have in this world is my balls and my words. And I don't break them for no Do you understand? Welcome to the Big Kids Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Abu. And uh, BigKids.com, like, comment, subscribe, all that good shit. You know, we'll have a Patreon. We'll have a, a Bitcoin address for you to send us Bitcoins. Uh, because yeah, yeah. we're all about the cheddar, the we're bread. We're buying in a dip, you know. What's it called? A bearish approach, you know. Buying well, in a dip. Wait, what approach? Bearish. Isn't it? Because they use terms like bullish and bearish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always got to buy the dip. But anyway, you know, I remember, you know, my motivational speaker during uni or whatever was Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, because yeah. Because it's like, you got to grind, you got to hustle this. Of course. Or whatever. But just that little, his like little slogan was all money mm. in, no money out. 100%. So I believe I, in that. You know, you got to build, you can't spend like buying chains and shit. Man, you know what I'm saying? You've seen it. The difference between billionaires and millionaires, right? Well, you've seen it all the time. When you got a billy... You don't need to. You don't need to drip. Yeah, you can buy shit from H H&M and M and Primark. Just yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, exactly. Plain T, no, no, no one brands. That's how you go, man. Yeah, you go plain T because you ain't got a. You ain't got a show off then because you made because when you are a billionaire you could buy that brand. Exactly. You know why are you gonna get hyped when you can buy the brand? Why are you gonna get hyped for Prada when you can buy the brand? You're not that interested. You know, definitely, man. You don't need to buy the T-shirt when you can buy the brand. You see what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Actually, if I if I was a billionaire, I'd do collabs. You like, you know how, um, for example, Kanye West has like a collab with like Adidas. I'd be like, um, I'd do my own like clothing line. You know, I'd get like, um, I'd have a deal with like Nike. I'd be like special edition Abu, and the shoes would be like, um, they'll be like. A pair of Air Max ninety sevens, but with like, like um self um self tying laces, yeah. Oh, that'd okay, be my yeah, shit. Yeah. And I'll be, no, I'll, they'll cost like three hundred pound, three hundred pound minimum. No, no, That's but if you're a billion billionaire, you can just have your one offs. You don't need. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you don't true. need to even make it for the market. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, you, true. You, I just see how Virgil Abloh and he sorts me out. Yeah, exactly. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. <laughs> right? You don't need to fuck around. But even then, I'm at I'm at the point, it's like, if I, if I won the lottery, I'd be like, damn, do I even want to buy a Rolex? That's some Casio bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's some everyman wealth bullshit. Yeah. You know? That's why... What are you getting get an Mars then? Is that what you're saying? Like, Rotex, Rolex is just too simple. You know what though? I've noticed the the Richard Mill, mm. uh, Millie or whatever. That's the hot one at the minute. But I don't. I you know technically, uh, it looks uh, incredible, and some of the stuff they're doing is incredible. But aesthetically, it don't work for me. Um, so I don't know. But you know what? I'm not classic enough to to wear some of the more couture, high end, mm. like pieces. In my well, opinion. You- well, you, do you want just like a scuba diver watch where you could where it survives under like I don't know ten thousand metric gallons of water? Well, you know what? This is the one thing actually with the roller. It's just like a it's the, it is a perfect watch. 
there's a reason why everyone loves it mm. because it's, mm. it's it's got the right aesthetic look and all, look and all that. But so yeah, you asked me earlier just before we started recording about gym because yeah. obviously COVID um, and they locked down the gyms or whatever. But I started back up again now for a few weeks. And I'm fluffy, like I can tell. What I'm saying, what I w- meant to say to you anyway is, I know if I drop two two stone, I'll be looking good. But it's mostly mm-hmm. f- fat. I'd, like my, actually, I think my my muscle quantity is all right. My issue is aesthetically, mm-hmm. the fat is not showing the muscle. But I can see that. Do you know what I mean? I know what's happening there. It's not of like course. a surprise or whatever. Of course, would you would you think cardio would help accelerate the rate in which you lose the fat, unwanted fat that you that you're trying to get rid of? Yes, and actually, this is the thing. At the moment, the mm. the resistance work is taking it out of me. Like I'm suffering. I've not like hit that plateau where you know when you go in and you do quite heavy stuff, but it's yeah. not kicking your ass. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like. I'm building up to that and then I'm going to literally my target is jump on the elliptical yeah. and keep it around 160, 170 uh, beats per minute Okay. heart rate and just go until I've burned 300 calories three times nice. a week. Nice, that's, that's the plan. But this is the other thing, right? It's like I realize I c- there's no point going in and trying to do everything straight away because you're not, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to knack yourself out. You end up in hospital. Yeah, exactly. Like you, my brother, when you went in (laughs) ham. So it's just like, just pace, I'm pacing it because on top of adding in the cardio sesh, right, which should be an extra 20 to 30 minutes, let's say for, Mm. for 300 calories, um, uh, fingers crossed. Um, uh, you know, you were talking to me actually off air about the press up challenge, not today, but like other, other weeks. And so I want to do that every morning, 10 body weight squats, 10 press ups Yeah. for one week, next week, 11, and then build it up on top of all the gym and stuff. And it's Mm. that thing. What I've realized is you can't change everything in one day. Entirely. Yeah. It's like. Everything is a grain of sand. It's like you've seen the sands of time, you know, mm-hmm. those um, those glass timers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can go one grain of sand at a time, but you can build a mountain. Yeah, yeah. Out of that. And this is the thing. I think sometimes people don't realize or even kids like shit like gangs or stuff like this. It's like people, they're trapped within their environment and no one's gone out to them and said, what are you thinking? Are you thinking long term? Are you thinking mm. twenty years from now? What you're gonna yeah. do? Like, like in those cultures, like gang cultures or any sort of criminal culture, mm. the people are and getting I, manipulated and used, and they're not given this consciousness or this insight about you got twenty years. Because, like, think about this. Right now, if you thought, "Oh, I've got twenty years," if I thought, "Oh, I've got fifty years to work." I wouldn't have gone in to work the way I did. I would have thought, no, let me get a master's. Let me do this. Let me do that. Mm. And then mm. someone's going to pay me a lot more for my time for the rest mm. of my life. Mm. Right. Entirely. But sometimes people don't get, you're not given that consciousness or that insight. Yeah. I think yeah, society definitely kind of like, with all the shortcuts and like quick, quick, um, easy fixes, man. 
they're all over the gaff. Like to talk about like you when we go to the gym, right? For instance, like in order to get strong and hench, just be lifting the biggest weights, it takes years and years of, of dedication. Yeah, right? that's true. But people don't recognize that. For example, I was at the gym with my boy, right, Caleb, and we were um, we were well, lifting up like um, no, we were doing arms that day. But then we saw some guys, some hench Donny, like Eastern <laughs> European probably. On the bench, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and these guys were like doing like two hundred kilograms, like five reps. Oh my god! I'm thinking, yo, and so, Caleb goes to me, yo, do you reckon those guys are roiding? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, probably. But then that's that. That was bad minded of me because you never know. Because what could if he be actually? Natty. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't. They could be juicing. But my point was like, on the other side, what if this guy put in the hours and years and years of of achieving that? You know. Because lifting something like that is no easy feat. Even and Roy did, to, it's not that yeah. easy. Exactly, and he's kind of taking it away from what a normal person, let's say if they were natural and they did it put for like a sustained five years, we're kind of taking away the shine from what that person's mm. achieved. So it's kind of like it's it's not even it's not even recognized if you went the endeavor, the long years and years of persistent hard work. People just want to see the result. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's the tip of the iceberg. That's the thing. No one sees the work anyone puts in, man. Mm. Uh, Remember, I text you. I was, uh, I text you about the dude next to me doing the bench of the skinny lad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's repping 120. I've never even done, uh, okay, I I could rep 90, so I could technically one rep 100, but I never have done it, just like clarity or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that dude, here's the reality, like, that would have taken year, a year minimum from start to finish, minimum, mm. minimum. Probably took him two, three years of consistent training. Exactly. Like, weekly, more like, multiple times a week training, push-ups yeah, every the, day. Also the diet, that's another thing also like, people get. It, it, it's not so simple, but it's like, it's that consistency and discipline that, that got him to yeah, that, exactly. To got that stage pe- got people like you thinking, like, "Damn, this boy can fucking lift." Yeah, exactly. Because you know, a uh, hundred and twenty kg bench is yeah, definitely on the in- it's definitely on the intermediate scale. Like, no one, unless you have really, been... I think that's a. I feel like eight is the more beginning of intermediate, and then one twenty is like, yo, once you get past a hundred, I feel like, yeah, no, I think a hundred, a hundred is intermediate. I think that's really? for me. You know what? That's how I feel. Like I'm a mm. I'm an advanced beginner, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you hit a hundred, that's when you're like, damn, into me. Because this is it. It's like when when you can put four plates mm. on your bar and two mm. of them. Because think about it: four plates, four plates of twenty kg. No one puts twenty five kg plates on the on the bench, right? I've never seen mm. it in my life. Even when the mm. other guys go heavier, so four plates of twenty, yeah. Mm. That's when you. That's when it's like, yeah, that's that's the kind of weight where if someone is on their first day in the gym and they step in and they actually clock what you're doing, that's impressive, mm. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, true. That's it's that it's that intermediate thing where it's like you you know you you'd have to be freakishly strong or have like a good bench because sometimes people got a good bench and shit squats and stuff like that you know what i mean oh yeah what would you okay so if 100 
100 for your bench, what would you say for like squat and deadlift? What would you say would be the intermediate? So weirdly, I think squat depends on the size of the person. Okay. Isn't it? I think it does. Um, because I so think you... that, that can make a big difference, like body weight with the squat. But I don't, mm. I, I, to be honest, I know bench because I've seen smaller people bench more than me. Okay. Right. I think for a deadlift, I do think it's weird. I find it weird. And if I think you're definitely beginner if you're not doing over a hundred on a deadlift. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I admit that. Yeah. Like for sure. You're definitely beginner. I would say to be quite honest, if you, um, anything under 141 rep because on, on deadlift, Mm. It's still it's still on the more advanced side of beginner, because okay, okay. Because think about it, I've seen people like let's say the top people can be eighty kilos mm. and deadlift four hundred kilos. Okay. Oh well, that's good. That's the, those are like that's like experts, bro. No, no, what that's pro. Here? That's pro. Yeah. But let's say uh, like semi pros, like people who still compete. Mm. Right in competitions like local competitions, stuff they'll be able to do two hundred. Okay. In deadlift. Okay, now I see. I see. Now I see. Yeah, you're putting it in perspective now. Yeah. So it's like, but those people have been doing it for years, so they're like on the intermediate scale, right? Mm, mm. So anything, anything kind of under that for me is like beginner. But to say beginner, you know, there's beginner, yeah. beginner, and then there's uh, advanced been beginner, all... like. Yeah, so... He's had probably like a layer for like a long period and just got back into it. And then, for for instance, like me, my my gym habits has never been consistent. I've never no, been no, gym for like a whole year straight. No, that's the thing. I think to to start getting consistent, you need to hit it three times a week minimum, minimum. Really, if you're really going for it, bodybuilding so you probably four or five times a week mm. for years. That's yeah. how you do it. And you, of course, you can have a few days off here and there. Of course, of course. But plus diet as well. Another thing I want to touch on with the gym, uh, with this gym, well, gym culture that's coming back since everybody's trying to get their summer body ready, is um, have you noticed a lot of people wearing Gymshark in the gym? Yeah. Bruv, like, bruv, it's becoming like literally, and you know what? The people who are wearing it, yeah, not, not to be judgmental, but these people don't, these are kind of like falling in the beginner realm in regards to like, they can barely do pull-ups. Like, it's just kind of for show. Like, I see this one guy geared out in fucking uh, gear shop. Fucking the polyester tee, the shorts, okay, even yeah. the fucking socks, bro. Even thinking, the socks. Man, yeah. hit the sale hard, didn't it? That's what's... Bro, honestly, yeah. And I think he's some meaty guy. Like, honestly, he's not lifting that heavy. Like, he's using the fucking... He's not, like... He's using, like, the machine-assisted kind of vibe. Like, I think he was doing, like, assisted pull-ups. Okay. But I'm thinking, bruv, like, of all people, why are you giving your money to Gymshark when you're not even that, you know, you're not a Gymshark, you know, you're not really about it. I just, I just find they're it selling the dream, though. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're selling the dream. Their marketing is fucking, is on point, bro. No, the marketing even, is on top, for yeah. sure. Because, bruv, you've got these beginners getting this Gymshark, and I'm like, yo, you know? But uh, I think, you know what, like, the gym culture, I think it, mm. it has exploded with Instagram and Love mm. Island and social media where people care more than they ever used to. 
mm, I reckon. About being fit. Mm. About being fit or, or, you know, being a bit wedge. Definitely. Like, especially yeah, younger folk. I, yeah. I think it was always there, right, that kind of culture. But I think the, you know, actually we're like, in when I'm in the gym, the larger proportion is the youngest, like the largest section is the youngest group, like 18 to 25. Mm, mm, mm. Because it's that whole Love Island. For me, that's the connection I make. It's that Love Island kind of vibe. Yeah, with, yeah. With, I... with the gym and physique and stuff. Definitely. And it's funny because it isn't this, isn't this country supposed to be having like an obesity problem? Well, see, this is the thing. I think in some ways, they're the people taking a more optimistic view of it. Sometimes I'm saying it's like for superficial reasons. Wait, you're saying, are you, are you trying to say that fat people are jolly? Uh, you know what? Having been fat, I think it's a lie. It's yeah, a definite course. lie. Of course. I mean, you're jolly in the sense that you can find solace in just eating food. Yeah. But other than that, actually, you know, you're sweaty, you've got less energy. Like, mm. and the way people treated me before and after mm. is like night and day. Okay. So it's you clear. Know, because, because the thing is, is that his here's what no one wants to say and it's just simple human life like you haven't got time to make judgments about people get to know people whatever if when someone sees you're fat they just take the attributes of being fat which is lack of self-control lack of discipline uh etc etc slovenliness whatever mm. and they associate that you with your own personality traits mm. so mm. this is like even for me even though i spent most of my time as a fat person for me i never felt like i was myself in the sense that i'm not a lazy person or you know i can apply myself and push myself okay, or whatever okay. but people didn't associate that stuff and the way people treated me after and not just like not just uh the fairer sex like men yeah. as well men treated me differently men mm. they put respect on your name Course, kind of type of thing. And I was, you know, I never was even uh, significantly wedge in any shape or form. All right, I want to ask you a question, right? Can I ask, like, how did you end up getting fat? So uh, maybe, like, I want to say the word is depression, but I think actually what happened was I was never that, I was like a chubby kid. Mm. But in my head, during adolescence, I didn't make that distinction of being a little bit chubby and incredibly obese, I guess. Did you partake in any sports or nothing like that or just... So this is the weird thing. Um, when I was 15, I used to be in a school rugby team, would play okay. football. Yeah. Um, and we weren't a bad school rugby team, by the way. Like We got to the um, semi-finals of the Kent County Cup. Oh damn! Oh, in rugby, and I was in that team. So, oh yeah, Kent Kent go crazy for rugby. Was yeah, it was it rugby or cricket? Probably a bit of both, but rugby is still popular, like pretty oh, popular. Yeah. What's that Canterbury? There's a brand. Is it a rugby? Yeah, brand? it's Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so they're known for their rugby. Yeah. Sure. So, I think what happened is basically I used to spend a lot of time alone, and I would feed myself. Mm. And what was easy to feed, you just put like potato wedges. 
Okay. In the oven. Yeah. You don't have to cook to it. You're good to go. Like potato wedge with fifth fingers, ketchup, mayo, done. That's mm. your dinner. No vegetables. Right? No salad. Or even uh, the worst thing is I actually used to live in front of McDonald's, right? But you know when you I was basically weaned off McDonald's. So mm. I went to McDonald's almost never, even though I lived in front of a McDonald's. Okay, so but, there's other shit that was getting Well, back. where it was was Donna Kebabs. Oh, because yeah, think about kebabs, it. Yelled, think about it. Like, when you're a, you, for three quid, almost like a chicken and chips situation. Yeah. For three quid, you can get wings and chips. Yeah. For three quid, I could get uh, like a medium donner. With chips? No chips, but just oh, no a, chips. But it's lamb donners. It was greasy. Like, yeah, yeah. And you know that I think if I was getting that two or three times a week after school, yeah. And sometimes you'd eat that and the chocolate bar. So I think part of it was I already had like an unhealthy eating habits. But when I was at school, I would play football every day. I'd stay yeah, after yeah. school during summer and play football. So I had things fighting. The opposite way. When I dropped out of school, I wasn't playing football every day, but I mm. kept the eating habits. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when did you clock that? All right, this is a, this is a, this ain't me. This is kind of a problem now. Literally, I got to tell you, there was like a, a like a motivation video on YouTube. This guy called John Calvo. Okay. And um, basically, he did this whole motivation video, like, oh, the. The, the boy who never grew who never gave up became a man and all this shit but this mm. guy was like a shorter dude maybe like five six five eight or whatever mm. and the dude was he was he was my weight but shorter so you can okay. imagine yeah, and yeah anyway he does the little motivation video shit's got like gladiator music going on or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and um and by the end of the video, the man's doing like one arm push ups and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was like, God damn, you know, this is some serious shit. Uh, later Wait, on. How, how later, old was you when you saw this? Oh, early 20s. Okay. Later on, actually, just because I became interested in this person's uh, character and, and whatever, because mm. it was a quite a drastic transformation. Uh, later on it turned out he was like bulimic so what he ended up doing for several years and what I realized is even his transformation was a result of his character in the sense that uh, it was like very extreme right because he became very fat and then Mm. it was like an opposite extreme he was saying like stuff like he would go for like four or five six days a week eating like uh, 800 calories a day or whatever and he okay. was lean like like six yeah. pack lean so he shouldn't have been doing that basically yeah, and yeah. then on the weekend he might eat like eight to twelve thousand calories in a day okay like okay. huge amounts but then he would make himself puke up or whatever like believe okay. so he, so he would still overeat but it'd be like an overcompensation of junk Mm, mm. And, and whatever so that that's what came up but literally uh, boo like it sound will sound narcissistic or whatever mm. but i was having back pain i had mm. had uh you know it's even embarrassing to say do you know piles oh shit damn like fucking um, hell 
because it's like just like too much time on the toilet or shitting or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to the point where there was times where like it developed, uh, you know, it was uncomfortable to sit down, so I'd have to stay in bed plus the back pain. I was going through all this like physical pain. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it was nothing aesthetic. Like um, my kind of body is ruined. Mm. like my torso I'm never going to look aesthetic in that sense I can look aesthetic with a t-shirt on just mm. not off mm. but anyway um, I literally just thought damn I literally I, I remember watching that motivation video and I wasn't mm. like looking for anything if you yeah, see yeah. what I'm saying it just it came is. up and I was just like holy shit you are way too smart for this you mm. are too smart I did there was there was no kind of like oh, you should be sexy or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I literally, uh, I'm just like, it, within my head, my own consciousness, you know, you like think to yourself or whatever. Of course, yeah, definitely. I literally just thought to myself, no way, I'm too smart. I'm too smart. I'm so young and I'm suffering with back pain. I'm suffering with this pile of shit. What is going on here? This of is course. not, this makes zero sense. What am I doing to myself? Like, I just thought, I'm too smart. And when I started the journey, that was it. I didn't tell no one. I just started. Because Mm. that's, this is the thing. Lots of people say, oh, I want to die. I want to do this. Let me tell you, if you know about it, Mm. yeah, it used to drive me nuts in my job because you would hear it all the time. I want to die. I want to, let me tell you, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. And if you don't want to do it, you don't do it. And that's how it happens. Mm. If you're so hearing what, about it and they're not doing, trust me, they're not gonna do it. So how did it start? So from that point on, when you have your little epiphany, was it just cutting down what you're eating? Was it like being more proactive in doing ex- exercises? What was it? So at first, it was just simple. In fact, it was like a four chan guide, okay. uh, like the four chan guide to fitness or whatever. Mm. And basically, it just gives you little tips. And one of the tips is this discipline thing. So it said, you know, it's unrealistic that if you eat 3,000 calories a day, you're going to suddenly start eating 1,000. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's too much of a shock. So so basically it just said, change your habits. Because this is the thing, life isn't a diet. You can't just diet. You can't diet and go back to how you were eating. Of course, nah. So it was all about gradual change. So... Uh, even for example, although actually I'm saying this to you, I had bread and cheese today, although actually it is the weekend, so that doesn't add up. But let's say every single day I would eat bread and cheese for breakfast, mm. like a cheese sandwich or whatever, with like mayo or whatever, like more calorific. So, okay, what do you do? Okay, no bread and cheese, only on weekends. Do you drink soft okay. drink? Okay, mm-hmm. then let's drink. Let's swap that in for sparkling water. Oh, you eat a liter of, you drink a liter of juice every day, no more juice. So mm-hmm. it was about you just slowly and gradually accelerate your changes to a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And even when I dropped all the weight, what I realized is, you, partly again, this idea where I went back to you about life is long. You don't need to scoff all the chocolate, all the chips. Because if you've got 20 years to scoff chips and chocolate, actually, you can have all of that without detriment to your health. Mm, mm. Definitely, yeah. Because, for example, right, 
I I binge eat like honestly I don't know understand why I'm I'm not fat because I binge eat crap like crazy. Like yesterday I had a doner kebab. Funny he was talking about that. Okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. With chili sauce. No, I use um, burger sauce, man. I'm onto burger sauce, man. Is it? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but if you get a chicken grilled kebab, uh, yeah. garlic mayo. Garlic mayo, yeah, of course. But of I've, course. Got, I've got to recount one of my favourite Donna kebab stories because... Um, <laughs> it was Wait. a bit... Was this um was this when you were still still big or is this recent? Oh no, 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 it's not even to do with me. It was just like I bear witness to the funniest, most dirtiest kebab I've ever seen in my life. What's that? The skinniest guy comes in to the kebab shop mm. and he's like a this is like Bermondsey, so the dude's a Millwall fan, like an like <laughs> yeah. kind of skinny ass man in his forties Millwall fan. Like smoke, you can tell he's a smoker, that kind of stuff. What do you reckon he fought during uh, during uh, hooligan war war uh, time? Nah, because he was fragile, mate. Like <laughs> he looked skinny. But the guy comes in, he's like, "Oh, can I have a large donor, no salad?" And oh. then, and then he's like, "Oh, the boss man's like, oh, do you want any sauce?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. just mayo." So the man was just eating like a ball of like donor meat grease with mayo. <laughs> like think about it, mayo straight onto. Some greasy, greasy donner meat. I was, I was like shocked. I remember it to this day. <laughs> no, no. So you gone? You you binge eating like junk food? Yeah, and I always find I. But I, what I found is it's not habitual. Like even I notice it. Like it's like oh, this is a one-off. I haven't had this in like in like a month. So I'll treat myself. And I think yeah, it's definitely when if I was to do that every weekend. Or yeah, at least once a week. Then I, I reckon I would the the weight would pile on. And yeah, I think it's you're right. It's literally the things that you you put into your life, man. Eventually, it does kind of crash up on you. And 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 when it comes to eating, yeah, it's just like with anything else. Eating any other really catches habit. up with you. Mm. And it's just bad habits because here's the thing: you can have everything. It's like, do you want a chocolate? Yeah, but you don't need the chocolate every fucking evening. That's mm. not right. You don't need that. Mm. You don't need that every evening. You don't need a biscuit all the time. It's this kind of stuff like, that's how you do it. So it's just about slowly giving yourself that little discipline of cutting out little bits. And you start to realize, because man, I remember that, uh, I would still eat anything I wanted. Mm. I would still eat it. But this is another thing. When you eat less, your stomach shrinks. So you're satisfied sooner. Okay. If mm. you're scoffing and you're eating loads, your stomach expands to fill. Exactly. To reach the point, people have to get gastric bands to stop their st- stomachs from, like, to squeeze their stomachs to stop them to wanting to eat. Yeah, that's not that's right. When you got like, yeah, that's when you've gone too far. You know, I think where society is going with that. And not only yeah. that, like, is self-esteem, is confidence, is, like, I think overeating is depression. Mm, mm, yeah, you know people they use, use it as, as a, a comfort a, food. Comfort yeah. food. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't want to say a name, but you know, remember my manager back at um, back in Kent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She even told me that she used to. Um, whenever she gets stressed, she'll just like grab a tub of ice cream and she'd be all good. And I was at the time, I was like, whoa! I I couldn't fathom like, like the idea of just comfort eating. You know. But I, it, it's like with anything, like people have a glass of wine to take the edge off, or people might have a like a cigarette 
But I guess, yeah, yeah the same applies with food. It's crazy, man. But yeah, so Brian, what, to wrap up this this um, journey of yours, how when did when did you reach a point like cool, like Fat Brian's a thing of a past. Now well, I'm trying I think, to go for bigger. I think Fat Brian has come back really just because of, um, like hospitalization and uh, my my leg. So I had like that. Um, disc rupture didn't i yeah and i couldn't feel my leg the feeling in my leg is coming back and so covid has not been good for me like not going to the gym like i know it's like went back to a very sedentary sort of lifestyle oh brian you normally have that word on point on most podcasts what happened today? no it's true <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna jump on yours next <laughs> <laughs> like so I think it's not gone. It's like it's that thing you have to admit you're an addict. But really, previously, what I had before is I created a system where I used to go play football every Sunday. So I had a sense of social obligation to keep healthy mm. and mm. fit. And it was nice. Like, you know, I remember when I went back after not playing for whatever reason. And mm. like, there's something about like several people, people who aren't my like close buddies, if you know what I'm saying, but saying, oh, good to see you. How you doing? Because you used to go, you played every week for a year or whatever with these yeah, people. Yeah. So, you know, it's that positive, optimistic energy mm, mm. as well. So I think you need to create like a, a social, especially when you're starting off, you need to create a social obligation mm, for yourself yeah. about getting fit and healthy. And then it's like, you can't beat yourself up because one of the main tips is some people, they're like, oh, I'm, if I'm going to get a takeaway, fuck it. I'm going to go all in. No, don't go all in. Just buy one cheeseburger and you're done. You don't need mm. to go all in because you mm. can waste a whole week's effort in a second. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it, this is the, uh, I mean, it sounds like the Nazi gate you know, the the entrance of Auschwitz, like, w work is freedom, whatever. But, like, mm. discipline equals some sort of freedom. Mm, mm. Wait, was that a Nazi saying you're saying? No, 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 I think uh, work sets you free is, is the Nazi saying. Okay, got you. But, like, yes. there's something to, like, the idea of discipline equals freedom. But, you know, and I'm going to get back on it for mm. sure. Like, I, I even at the gym now I've got this focus and I'm just trying to whenever I can just give myself that little bit of discipline because of here's the thing like I'm still on the right side of 30 okay <laughs> and I know if I put in this work until I'm 40 I'll extend my life an extra 10 years well an you extra know? 10 years of working well hopefully retirement but what you get what I'm saying like where yeah. I might where I might uh, drop out at 60 maybe I can make it into the, into the 70s at, in a better condition as mm. well Definitely. you know so it's he, he, health is wealth you know there's no point being a fat slob and being rich because you can die the next day you I'm know sorry, health is wealth and no one can take that away from you no one it's well, a fact Yo, I, I want us to wrap us up, wrap up on that message, Brian, bro, because that's um, that's motivation right there, you know. 
You thought about becoming a, a Tony Robbins? You know, you know what? Go for, to, is, there, is there like a Fat People Anonymous kind of thing where you I can just know, go and speak your story? I, I have actually, when I did drop all the weight, I did think, damn, could I just like do this? What's that? What's do this? Like motivational speaker <laughs> type shit. You Go know. to Weight Watchers and be like, hey, my name is Brian. Yeah, but um, I, 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 I'm I, an ex fatty. I don't think they would want me at Weight Watchers because that, all that stuff is bullshit. Like, all this stuff, all this diet shit is bullshit. Like, no, you don't need to like uh, macro count if you're not body weight. You just need to calorie count, you mm. know? And this, this is the thing. It's like the only way it sticks is if you slowly change your behavior. Mm. You can't just change one day to the next. That's not how human beings work. You need routine. You need discipline and routine. You know that's how yeah. that's how you establish uh, change. But yo, let's yeah, let's end it on health is wealth. Uh, but don't go in too ham, like you proved in your hus- yeah. in our hospitalization episode. Yeah, check us. Yeah, check that podcast out if you want to know what happened. Yeah, happens that's to a me. that's a that's a bit of a quality one. <laughs> Yeah, um, send us a message on the site at bigkids.com. We want to hear your message, um, your views of what you find, what we're talking about. If you think we're talking shit, if you talk, if you think we're talking enlightened, like facts, just let us know, you know? No, absolutely. I would, uh, you know, listener input, very welcome. But let's let's uh, leave it there. Health is wealth. You're Been good bit, speaking man. to you, man. As, as always. Yeah, and hopefully I'll see you this week. Uh, course, all bro. being well, innit? Uh, an off air, an off air conversation. Not, not that it will be any different anyway. Sure. But, all right, peace. Safe.